Stay up on the real culture of Detroit by tuning in to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network weekly. Music, art, business, comedy, and never before told stories from the people of Detroit. You're listening to the Cat's Meow podcast on the Detroit is Different Podcast Network. Hey, 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 everybody. This is Sharon with the Cat's Meow. We're here live at the Queering Racial Justice Conference. So we're going to be pulling some people over to to, uh, have some conversations with us, find out about the conference, and, you know, start a a dialogue about what everybody's purpose in being here is and what the purpose of the conference is, and just get some thoughts and ideas about the community. The Queering Racial Justice um, Conference is kind of the kickoff here in Detroit for the Creating Change Conference that's coming in, in January. So we're pretty excited to be here. Thank you to the Queering Racial Justice Conference and Miss Evangeline Weiss for um, allowing us to, to record and, and pull people over. So uh, hope you enjoy this show and we're excited about everybody and talking to everybody. So Sharon, uh, yeah, and this is Engineer Joe, by the way. What up, Joe? Joe Black. Not much, what's happening? <laughs> Uh, so what's the deal with the, uh, what's, could you give the people a little bit more information about the conference that's actually coming after this, like at the beginning of the year? Yeah, so the Creating Change Conference is um, probably, I, I want to go as far as to say it may be the largest LGBT conference in the country. Okay. Um, it's been here in Detroit, I believe, about 10 years ago, but this is the 31st year that they're having it, so it's pretty established. Okay. And um, I think the expected attendance is somewhere upwards of 4,000. So uh, the conference will be held at the Detroit Marriott downtown, which for us Detroiters, we know that to be the Renaissance Center. Right, right, um, right. We know that to be the Renaissance Center. Or the but GM it's GM Renaissance Center. Now, right, now technical. it's the GM headquarters. Right. But um, the conference is going to be held there. And, I mean, it's, it's basically anything dealing with the LGBT community, you'll probably find at that conference from social justice to health to a host of other things. Okay, and this event that's going on today that we're at is kind of a kickoff for that or kind of a setup, a preview? Yeah, so this is a kickoff for that. Um, and this conference is is uh, geared toward people of color. Okay. Um, and, um, you know, we have a lot of people who've come out and, you know, want to talk about different things here. Um, and this is, again, on a much smaller scale because I think everybody here is – majority of us are from Detroit. Right, right. Yeah, And we're here at Wayne State University. Wayne State University was – was kind enough to uh, to let this conference today be held here. We're in the Student Center building. The president actually came and spoke to us oh, uh, that's what's in up. the openings. So, yeah, it's pretty dope. That's what's up. It would have been nice to be able to get the president on. I guess I wasn't here earlier yeah, enough he to said catch he the had a, He had a meeting at 10 o'clock, so he kept it brief. Yeah. And he had to, you know, run out today. But, I mean, there's some pretty cool things going on and some really nice presentations. I'm sitting here now looking at um the pro- program schedule. Yeah, what kind of stuff is going on today? Oh, wow. Um, stuff about the president. Of course, everybody wants to figure out how to tackle him and everything. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's, it's talking about the homelessness, um, indigenous population. Yeah, I actually got a chance to hear a little bit of the speaker speaking about the indigenous population. Yeah, and Bridie, um, who's actually one of... Bridie Johnson, she's... um. 
one of the uh, co-chairs for the Creating Change Conference is coming here in um, in January, and she's actually the presenter um, talking about the, the homelessness um, with the LGBT indigenous population. All right, and, and, and something that's a little bit closer to us today, isn't there like a, a, a yes. premiere of a documentary that yes, you were involved my in? Documentary be, uh... Woman is, is appearing today, so... I'm really excited about that. Um, I I couldn't let this recording <laughs> happen without having you at least make mention of yeah, it. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty dope. So the whole documentary isn't isn't it's not finished yet. But right. what we did was we we shifted it to be fitting for um, this conference so that we can talk about um, gender and identity and expression and all of those types of things. Okay. And race. Okay, that's Absolutely. what's up. Because all of that factors in, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. But, you know, um, in the documentary, again, it's uh, myself, Miss Corona, a friend of mine named LaShawn, and uh, a friend of mine named Jennifer. Um, I want to say uh, a special shout out to Between the Lines for, um, you know, for what they did to help make, you know, to help make that manifest. That's what's up. Kate from Between the Lines um, was really huge and it's, you know, helping me with this and also Eve from Between the Lines was really huge in, um, in helping with this, so. Um, Big ups, man. Yeah, well, you know, I, this started, that started out as just talking about um, an article maybe and it manifested into a whole documentary and. But that's how it always starts yeah, off, you know. Yeah, I'm just blessed, you know, because it's, it's, you know, God is putting great people in my life and he's, you know, really affording me a lot of opportunities, so. I'm I'm happy about it, but most importantly, um, the purpose of it is so that younger people or people who may not be at a a level of comfort that I am, right? You know, and everybody else in the documentary, um, maybe to help them with that to learn how to be comfortable and and maybe offer some sort some sort of strength or something to you know to get through the things that we deal with. Yeah, so I'm yeah. excited about it. That's what's up. It should be a uh, yeah. should be a pretty interesting event. And yeah. then the next time we come back, mm -hmm. you know, you can kind of tell the people about you know the reaction to the the documentary, yeah. or at least the preview of the documentary. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. We can share a little bit about that and actually like the conference that you're on your way to. Right, right, right. Yeah. And it's dope because it's like people. Sharon is busy. Sharon is busy. Sharon is busy. Y'all, y'all think this is a game. She, <laughs> she does this. This is, this is what she does. But it don't feel like work. It's not work though. It's just you know something that I've things that I've been wanting to do for a long time, and I guess it's just you know guys like all right, you can have it. You can have it right now. Yeah, so, man. Big you ups know, to you. So Big ups to you to on that. And it's a lot of people that are interested in it. I don't want to put too much out there too fast because it's just still talks right now. But um, if all of this stuff pans out. It's it's a lot of people that are interested in in working with this. No, that's what's up. That's yeah. what's up. Yeah. Well, of course, I wish you the best. Mm -hmm. uh, I look forward to actually seeing what manifests of all of this. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited about it. Yeah, you look excited. If y'all can see, if y'all can see her face right now, like she got the biggest Kool Aid smile going dope, on right man. now. It's dope. I'm a documentarian. Oh, that's what's like, up. You're official just, now. You there. That's, just, that's so crazy. Like, that's I never, I didn't even think about nothing like that at the beginning. Well, you know, two years ago, was my life was completely different. But, um, you know, just being in these spaces and be surrounded around these people and, and actually, you know, 
making change, you know, like being a part of that is like a blessing and, and it's an honor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know. I, and thank you, Joe. Thank you for coming. No doubt. Our our yeah. ally. That's what we do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We, you know, we, uh, we all about communication, first of mm -hmm. all, like, because that's the biggest thing in understanding, like, Absolutely. you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And, and who doesn't need more understanding? Everybody needs more understanding of each other. That's the only way, you know, anything gets better. Yeah. And, you know, to catch me out, so, you know, one of the things that, that we talked about, Nicole and I, and Nicole is coming. She's on mommy duty, but she's on her way That's soon. What's up. Shout out to Nicole. <laughs> shout out to Nicole. And shout out to Kaylee, her daughter. That's what's up. But, um, you know, one of the things that we wanted to do was to open up a dialogue. And and you know, like I said, you know, I've I've had conversations with Kari, we've had conversations, and yeah. you you know got into the conversations that we've had, uh, you know, in the studio and everything. So I just think it's really important to do that and and just be honest and raw. And I think a lot of us sometimes, oh, we sugarcoat yeah, to make yeah. everybody else feel better, and we don't want to say what we really feel, but. And sometimes just, that doesn't serve. No, it doesn't. Ain't nothing going to change if everybody's pleasant. So right. you got to have uncomfortable conversations because uncomfortable conversa conversations actually create change. So. Word. I, I don't mind having them. I Say like word. Em. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm welcome. That's the truth. Yeah. Truth yeah. by Sharon. <laughs> truth by Sharon. That's what's that sound like a cologne or something. Right, or something. <laughs> Or something, or maybe, or maybe a, or maybe a segment. Maybe, maybe, a maybe segment. a segment. All right. Um, so look, what we are gonna do? Mm -hmm. I'm thinking right now mm -hmm. is yeah, they're know, wrapping up in there. Yeah, it sounds like they're wrapping up. So we should actually so be able to get this talking to some folks. people over. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Pull a couple folks over, over through here. All right. They made an announcement that we're here. So yeah, they're finishing up in there. All right, that's what's up. All that goodness. So we hope y'all enjoy today's show. This is our first time doing this. Yeah, yeah. Out of the, out of the studio. Yeah, it's always nice to get out and, yeah. and get out amongst the people. We got a cool view, though. Yeah, we do. We got actually a very nice view of the mm -hmm. Wayne State campus. We can see, like, from end to end Yeah. Uh, we, from our vantage point. We nestled up here in a uh, nice little chair. You know, I used to go to Wayne State, and yeah. the, the student center building didn't look like no, this. No, it didn't look like this when I was here either. No, they took all our money and made it comfortable for the babies, right. I think. Right. I think so. I None think of this so, looked this like this. This is kind of dope. Yeah. Although, you know, I, I noticed when I was downstairs on the first floor that some of the uh, the more, uh, like, pleasant food shops that I used to mm. enjoy are, mm. are now missing. Yeah. Or relocated to other parts of the campus, yeah. I guess. It's more yeah. of a thing. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, when I was here, what they had, like, I think a... Pizza Hut down there. Yeah, they had like a Pizza Hut or a Little Caesar. I know it was a Little Caesar's. It was a Little Caesar's, was a little Caesar's yeah. down there. Wasn't there was a Baskin Robbins down there. Yep. 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 Yeah. None of that is there. None of it. <laughs> None of it. I don't even think the little arcade they had on the basement level is down there anymore. I don't know. I haven't went down no, there. I haven't either. Hmm. Haven't. Interesting. We're showing our age right now. Yeah. So, you know, big ups to all of the Wayne State students, cause y'all right. y'all benefiting. Y'all benefit our, from uh, all of our money that we still tuition. paying back. <laughs> y'all benefiting from our student loan debt. We're still, <laughs> we're still paying y'all. If y'all would like to chip in, 
Right. You know and help saying? us pay those back. It's nice. Yeah. It's nice though. We, we would it, absolutely appreciate it. It's, it's nice to see that gentrification does not only affect the neighborhoods, but also the college campuses. <laughs> the college campuses too. Around the country. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But this is nice though. I can't front. I can't front. It's, it's nice. It's a very comfortable environment. Oh yeah. Very comfortable environment. And I can't really think of a better place for like a conference like this to be held, especially in the student center building, because it's like right in the middle of campus. It's very easy to find, mm -hmm. pretty much. So, you know, we love this view. I can't get over it. I cannot get over it. I feel like a baller right now. Yeah. I mean, well, you pay for it, so you should feel good. Right. I guess I You're should. You're entitled huh? to be here. I guess I should. <laughs> I, I feel entitled. You are You are entitled to be here. I feel entitled right now. That's, Look at the graffiti up wonderful. there. Yeah, that's actually kind of dope. Yeah. It's, actually, it's very happy graffiti, though. Yeah. So, for those of you that are not from Detroit, um, Detroit has a lot of art. Yes. Around here on the buildings and the murals. Yeah, it's a lot of... Um, mm -hmm. A lot of uh, the artistic community has been mm -hmm. doing major contributions to the beautification process of the city. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, especially like in the Eastern Market area. Some of those murals mm -hmm. over there are beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I want to give a shout out to Thailand. And I know I'm not going to say all of the artists that are over there, and my apologies because I don't know right. them all, but Thailand Sawyer, um, Sabrina Nelson. You know, um, let me give. I mean, I got to give a shout out to Syntex. That's my man's. He he does them over there too. Uh, Syntex does joints everywhere. Oh yeah. As a matter of fact, his latest piece of work was a tribute to uh, Aretha Franklin. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't exactly remember where it is though, but he's been posting. He was posting different uh, shots of the work in progress on Facebook. Mm. He's dope. He's dope. He did a lot of Jay Dilla stuff. As a matter of fact, oh. there's a mural that he did like a nine foot painting wow. of Dilla wow. that my Dukes actually has in really? the living room, yes. Wow. Yes. Syntex is dope. He did a lot of work. He did a lot of the work uh, that was hanging up in 5E when it was open. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's dope, he's dope. Okay, okay. Shouts out to Syntex. Shouts out. Also, Sydney James, I forgot to mention Sydney James. You know what, and somebody defaced one of her murals. Word. Yeah, they defaced it. But um, I think she's going to go back and, and redo it. I went to Thailand's, um, he had an event at MoCAD um, a couple weeks ago where he did like um, okay. his artwork, Great. but he made it visual. Right. So it was showing on the marquee at Kobo. You know how you get ready to go on the freeway? Mm -hmm. And they had showed it up there. And it was a real powerful piece, too. Oh, say word. Yeah. yeah. So... I hate when people yeah, do that. I guess we're about to. I'm excited about grab it. some folks and yeah, and get to talking. So we hope y'all enjoy. All right, that's what's up. All right, so we have Seth here, and Seth is on the uh, the planning committee for the Creating Change Conference. That again is being held in January, and thank you for coming to talk to us today, Seth. Yeah, really thanks. appreciate you. Really appreciate you. Never been on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so Seth is going to talk to us a bit about what's going on today and what his role is for the Creating Change Conference. So for the Creating Change Conference, I'm the chair for the programming committee, which means that we're putting the workshops together. Oh yeah. Yeah. So okay. right. Um, 
So we're expecting 300 to 350 workshops at the mm -hmm. conference in January. It's mm -hmm. a whole lot of workshops. That's huge. Mm -hmm. It's huge. Uh, super excited, and we're hoping for 80 to 100 to be local folks, meaning mm -hmm. Detroit, Detroit area, Michigan folks, uh, Windsor, sort of, you know, Ohio, okay. um, to give it our flavor, okay. to give it our theme, yeah. um, to sort of really focus on this region and all the things that we do here. We do a whole lot here. Folks are always sort of surprised. We're not New York, they are, we're not California, they? right? But we have some of the most progressive, gr groundbreaking programs Absolutely. in the world Absolutely. here in in Detroit, in particular. Yeah. So we want to highlight those. We were just talking about how versatile everything is. With you know, the art scene is is really popping right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, just culturally, Detroit is like like a serious place, and it's such a melting pot. And I don't even think people are as you know aware of that as they should be when it, when we talk about Detroit. Within either. our own community. Yeah, not. yeah. And so this is a great opportunity. Um, we have two weeks left from today mm -hmm. to apply for workshops, mm -hmm. and so um, it's just really exciting. We just really want a really good, diverse group of yeah. folks that really just you know show what we're all about. Yep. And um, it's just a great opportunity to show the world in awesome. our city. Well, I'm, I'm excited to see what all we have, you know, with Detroit being so diverse and everything. I'm excited to see what we have. Oh, yeah. What's going to show up there. I was saying that it's upwards of 4,000 people, so there's going to be a lot of people. people. Yeah, yeah, so that's that's remarkable. Um, but thank you so much for what you do, Seth. Thank you for taking time out yeah, to yeah. talk to us and everything. Thank you for your opportunity to, oh, yeah. to put it out there. That We really we really are really looking for, for great presenters. If you've never presented before, you've never written a proposal before, mm -hmm. Don't let that discourage, you know, yeah. folks that are listening to this. Well, I know you had a training the other day. Um, are you going to have any more uh, which for, training? for writing the proposals? Uh, folks can just email anybody on the committee and they'll, uh, or me personally, okay. uh, um, I'm, uh, BU4448 at okay. wayne.edu. Awesome. Uh, um, a faculty member here. And we will hand you know, lead someone through the proposal okay. Great. Um, process. And so um, we just, it's, it's, it just, it's, it's, it's not a serious formal, like, you know, sort of conference. It's, um, yeah. uh, we want fun stuff. We want new stuff. We yeah. want progressive stuff. We I'm want excited about creative it. stuff. Yeah. And um, that's what this conference is all about. That's what social change is all about. And so everyone finds their voice at creating change. So. Great. All right. Thank you so much, Seth. Thanks. Thank all right. Thank you. All right, so we're over here with the Evangeline Weiss. Thank you so much for having us today. Thank you for putting this on. And you are very welcome. Much appreciation. I've, I've talked to you over the phone quite a bit, but never really uh, met you before. So it was great to see you put a, a face to the voice today. So, yes, in the four dimensions. I know, right? I know, right? So tell us about your role here today. And um, just kind of a, just a brief overview of, of what the conference is about. Sure. Queering Racial Justice came about because the task force puts on Creating Change every January, and we move the conference around the country. So this year we're going to be in Detroit in January, and that's www.creatingchange.org. And every fall before the conference, we like to do kind of an appetizer event in the city where Creating Change is gonna be held. And so Queering Racial Justice became that event because the task force believes that racial justice needs to be front and center in LGBTQ work. So it's a part of our liberation strategy that racial justice is integral and that there's no point in fighting for LGBT liberation without having racial justice be embedded. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. So thank you again for that. Um, you know, and, and, you know, Detroit is kind of going through a lot of changes right now. And we were just talking about how diverse everything is. So it's really an honor to have you all here. And um, we hear a lot of bad things about Detroit on the news all over the country. All but the time. Um, Yeah, but to, to actually have people come and really see the good parts of us and realize that everything that they hear on TV isn't necessarily um, our truth. Um, no, for sure. Yeah. Detroit is a powerful city, yeah. and it has been for a long time, mm -hmm. but it's also been a city that has had a lot of um, history of white supremacy mm -hmm. and white mm -hmm. folks being in control mm -hmm. of a lot of the resources yeah. and black folks have been organizing steady about mm -hmm. that yeah. and I really appreciate being here and I have full respect for all the organizing efforts that are happening mm -hmm. the organizing efforts that happen back in the 40s and 50s and mm -hmm. 60s mm -hmm. and then the organizing efforts that are happening today because yeah. folks are busy I'm, I'm, I can honestly say I'm, I'm proud to be like a direct descendant of that you know um, growing up here in the stories of, of things that you know my family had done and had been a part of like it's amazing and even still like some places I went to a church and I actually ran into like the original Black Panthers and they were so kind and, and loving and everything you know so it's just great it's, it's great to be a part of it and I'm excited for people to come here and really be able to um, get a taste of that you know kind of see what we're about here and, and enjoy the good parts of us. Absolutely. Well, Wayne State is a fantastic institution. Yes, it is. And LGBT Detroit is mm -hmm. in the house, mm -hmm. and Vote Detroit is here, and yep. Detroit represents. Yeah. So there's there's so many different um, forces working mm -hmm. to lift people up, to mm -hmm. organize folks, mm -hmm. whether it's through campaigns or it's through cultural change, um, Ruth Ellis Center, yeah. MCC Detroit. Mm -hmm. So there's there are so many institutions, and I mean, way more than are here today. <laughs> right. And I um, I just really appreciate the energy, and I love being in a majority black city because doing racial justice work in a city like Detroit is mm -hmm. is a lot different. Like we were, we've been in Philly, we've been in D.C., um, we've been organizing in lots of different places, and there's definitely a particularity to Detroit that right. I, I like. All right. Well, thank you so much. I'm going to let you get back to work. I know you're busy running everything, but it was great, and thank you for stopping by. You are welcome. All right. Yeah, we're going to do this the guerrilla style. We're just going to have people coming in and out. We're just going to rotate them out. See, that's, that's what we do when we're on remotes. Okay. That's what we do on remote locations. We do this guerrilla style. So. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you doing today? Thank you. Our Thank next you for, guest. For stopping by. Yeah. We appreciate having you. I know you got to go. Heard you had a wedding to, to do today. Wedding, yes. But we have, uh, so it, would you, is it Reverend Dr. Roland? Reverend Dr. Okay. Reverend Dr. Roland Stringfellow. And you are, I met you. I met you at the yep. uh, Affirmations Gala. That's right. Yes. So you are the pastor of your church and everything. So why don't you tell us a bit about yourself and, and um, you know, what this conference means to you and, and um, your participation in it? Absolutely. So the whole concept of queering racial justice is, um, is powerful within itself because if you, people are um, made nervous even with the whole concept of racial justice anyway. Mm -hmm. And then when you queer it, and that's, you know, can be seen as such a negative term, it's, you know, a, a way of, to me, putting even much, much more power into it. And what I mean by that, it, it invites people who generally don't have a voice to the right. table. Right. To share their stories, share their experiences, to let uh, people know, um, I am here. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. and this is and and what you're doing or the systems how it is uh, oppressing me mm -hmm. and i believe people who have heart can and should listen to that we know we see it now even with the current politics Absolutely. that there are Lost people who have no heart that you can they see you crying and as as they are stepping on your neck and mm -hmm. you know they'll step even even harder mm -hmm. But beyond those individuals who I believe, you know, whether it's karma or whether it's God or however, you know, they'll get theirs. Yeah, they will. I believe they'll get Absolutely. theirs. The universe always I pays back it. in kind. <laughs> I believe it. And I think some of that is coming now. Yes. But this whole thing of queering racial justice, it is, again, that opportunity for the outcasts or people who have not been included to then speak up and to uh, speak out on okay. these issues that really impact us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and especially with it being in Detroit and, you know, um, being from Detroit, we, we know how involved in politics and, and everything Detroit has been. And also talking about the gentrification that Detroit is kind of going through now, um, I think this is like a perfect time for this conference to come back here. And uh, we were talking about the different... Um, the different subjects that are going to be discussed at the creating, you know, creating change conference and everything, and and how much of of Detroit they want embedded in that. So, Detroit is so diverse, and I'm so excited about it. Um, you know, so thank you so much. Yeah, you know, and and my contribution to this particular gathering, uh, my session was on um, uh, holistic health mm -hmm. and focusing on mind, body, and spirit, mm -hmm. because oftentimes. Uh, we as um, uh, queer people of color, but people of color in general, have really endured this concept, as I call it, spiritual violence, Either mm -hmm. that, that type of rejection and uh, just outright disdain, uh, mm -hmm. shaming and blaming uh, from either parents or preachers or politicians. Right. And what are the ways in which we can recover from that? And I believe that is something that is a message that you don't have to be a um, into, the, into the church to to get and that's one of the things that I believe and I'm hoping the audience took away that you know I wasn't trying to promote a particular church or organized religion but it's the, but to really focus on your heart and your yeah. and your soul that's absolutely true and and I appreciate you for doing that um you know and that's that's so important because there's so many of us that are lost out here and we don't have that that support and, and that grounding you know, yeah yeah and, and that sense of loneliness and isolation and everything so and not you know, only that like most times organized religion is more about the religion than it is about the people you're right you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah. absolutely it in it in essence it should really be about the people mm-hmm yeah, absolutely, and yeah. and that's and that's something that I'm hoping even this nation can can get back to because I think even what's happening now uh, nationally is uh, evangelical religion and even conservatism are being exposed that no for what who, they are for what you are right. and what they are is 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 worshiping whiteness right yeah. above right. all yeah and and that's the key thing and that um, that's being exposed and people are. Um, having a hard time still even admitting it. Those of us who are POCs, we see, and we've seen it all along. Right, like, absolutely. That's what we've been trying that. to tell That's you. been our experience. Absolutely. But now they're beginning to see it as well, so yep. that is something that I'm hoping will really begin to change. Well, I, I feel like it, it's, things are kind of turning the corner a little bit, you know, I'm but, but I'm, I'm proud to be amongst people like yourself. Yes. 
that are out here trying to be vessels for that change. So thank you so much. I appreciate so much the time. Thank you do. Thank you. All thank right, you Reverend. Uh, I ain't going to hold you up. Uh, do you want to tell us about your church and where your church is? Yeah. Uh, my church is Metropolitan Community Church of Detroit. Um, we are in a temporary space in Clawson. If you are in the uh, metro area, it's a 14 mile and Main Street, if you know where Royal Oak is. And Main Street and Royal Oak keep going north till you hit 14 Mile, and that's where we are. Uh, like I said, it's temporary, but um, we were in Ferndale. We're hoping to get back there, but we do have a um, uh, our church anniversary coming up uh, in uh, in two weeks on the 16th, and it's our Friends and Family Sunday. So we're inviting okay. everyone to come join us for worship. Okay, and for social 11:30 uh, a.m. Okay, and you have social media pages and everything. We sure do. MCCDetroit.org. Absolutely. All right, there you have it. All right, Reverend, thank you so much. Thank you. All right, and we have Imani Love with us right now. So I just heard you speaking a little bit earlier. Thanks for coming over here and talking to us. So why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and, and your role in the um, Korean Racial Justice Conference today. Totally. Well, my name is Imani Love, and I'm a, I do organizing work in Detroit. I am the founder of Wage Love Apothecary, which is a healing justice initiative um, that has a focus around um, building... Uh, bridges um, amongst cultural barriers and my uh, role today was I, I was one of the presenters this morning for the opening plenary right. for the Queen Racial Justice Conference. Okay, okay, great. So how do you feel about it being in Detroit and, and what does this, this Queen Racial Justice Conference mean for you? Yeah, I, I, I love that it's in Detroit. Detroit as we stated in the opening plenary, is has such a rich history. It's so full of, like, I mean, so full of amazing things. I mean, architecturally, you know, to spiritually. And for me, it, attending this conference, I mean, the Queen Racial Justice Conference, you can't talk about racial justice with acknowledging mm -hmm. the forces um, in the black community that are queer and trans. Right. Right, and I know you're you're an advocate for that community. Um, how do you think that, um, what type of doors do you think may be opened or what kind of discussions do you hope to happen um, surrounding those issues, um, you know, stemming from this conference? Mm -hmm. I mentioned earlier that I'm so grateful to know that there are so many queer and trans people, specifically black trans women from my experience, who are damaged by re religious trauma, mm -hmm. um, who are spiritually wounded by rejection, yet and still they hold onto their faith and acknowledge that there is a spirit realm, that you know inside of them is a spirit. And for me, that's so inspiring and beautiful. So I definitely hope to have conversations that are centered around how to support you know spirit you know spiritual health and wellness for queer and trans communities of color. And um, and then thinking about spiritual wellness for all. That's really where my focus is. I mean, even in my personal goals is to um, definitely um, continue to push um, for spiritual awareness. Um, yeah. All right. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much for stopping by. We really appreciate you. I know everybody's trying to run off to uh, yeah. Yeah, the sessions have started, so I don't want to hold you up from that. But um, love you so much. I've known you for so long. I know. I love you, too. It's good to see you growing up and, and doing your thing out here. Um, it really touches me. 
you know, that, that, that you've, you've taken that on and, and, you know, it's just amazing to see who you've developed into and, and I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much. Oh, likewise. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Aaliyah, for, uh, for coming on the podcast. I'm sorry. My phone is ringing. My friend's calling. <laughs> um, but thanks for coming on the podcast and, and hanging out with us today. Um, so just wanted to ask you a couple questions. I know we don't want to hold you up. If you could just tell us a bit about yourself and what brought you to the uh, Queer and Racial Justice Conference here today. All right, thanks for having me. I go to U of M Dearborn. I'm a student there, and I actually heard from the, like the school, uh, the Office of Student Engagement, that this was happening like last week. Oh, wow. And I was like, hey, if it works out, let me know and I'll go, because they paid for it, Okay. Uh, the fee, and I was just like... All right, I'll go. And I figured things out like two days ago. <laughs> okay. Right. And get everything going. And I was just like, I guess I'm coming. And I carpooled with a friend that's also coming from the school. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, so you're, are you from the area or are um, you from I'm Detroit? from Westland. You're from so Westland. I'm not okay. too far. Not far. And I was originally born in Flint. Not so. far. Awesome. So it's, it's here in Detroit now. And, and as we know that this is going to be kind of the offset of, um, you know, just the pre, um, um, creating change conference so I think it's a great thing for it to be here in Detroit like how does that you know impact you or and what do you what do you hope to get from the conference I'm just always hoping to learn and I think it's great that it's in Detroit because sometimes it's just overlooked because people just see it as like a, a tired city a city that's just like given up and I don't think so Right. I think that, you know, maybe we fell a little bit, we stumbled, but we're always here to get back up. Mm-hmm. We're always here to keep pushing forward and keep trying new things to get better and just relive, get right. better life into the city. Absolutely. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm happy about the Creating Change Conference coming because I just think with a lot of the, the negative stereotypes that we have from the city, um, just for all of those people, and it's supposed to be upwards of 4,000, but for all of those people to actually be able to come here and, and um, you know, get to see the good parts of us and enjoy our culture because uh, we, we do have a, you know, Detroit is a melting pot. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. You Definitely. know, very, very, very diverse city, and I don't think a lot of people are aware of that either, but it'll be really great to get all of those people to come um, here in January and uh, really experience all that good stuff. Yeah. So yeah. are you gonna are you going to the Creating Change Conference as well? Ah, I'm thinking about it. I'll bring it up to my school and see if they can also pay for it. Okay, <laughs> absolutely. And and we had um Seth who's the um person who, you know, helps with uh yeah, exactly. picking out the proposals picking and everything. Picking out proposals and organizing yeah. the workshops. They want a really good Detroit influence in there. So oh, yeah. he's really looking for some people. Um he put his information out for people who would like to submit a proposal. So that may be some, you know, I don't know what you do in yeah, school or no, whatever. But. but I'll definitely bring up some of my student orgs mm-hmm. because I know a lot of them are just, they, they're trying to find ways to get back into the community and get back out there because especially the campus I go to, it's a commuter. And mm-hmm. so we try to like bring people to campus mm-hmm. and then we kind of lack on like also going back out into the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of a question I, I had wanted to ask when you were, as you were speaking, I kind of thought about it. Um, are you a part of any uh, organizations at the school? Yeah, I'm part of Pride, which is a LGBTQ org, the only one on campus. And I'm also a part of WMD, which is the radio station. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so you know all about, okay. So you <laughs> no, have a pro up. here. Does it see? I wouldn't so call myself a pro. Nothing, I, I dabble nothing new. in okay. a few thoughts. <laughs> all right, all right. Nothing new for her. That's what's up. But, but as a young person, I just want to um, say to you, thank you for being involved and being so vocal. Definitely. Um, you know, it's, it's really nice. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm young, but not 
as young as you, but <laughs> it's really nice to see the younger people really um wanting to take a stand and be vocal and, and be out here and, and you know, fighting for um, some people who may not be able to otherwise fight for themselves. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's really important because as of right now, there's a lot of voices that are being silenced. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's really important to stand up for yourself and for others. Not only that, there's a lot of indifference as yeah. well. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of indifference. A lot Absolutely. of nihilism going around. Right, mm -hmm. right. Absolutely. But it's good, you know, and, I, and we talk about this on the podcast and we talked about it uh, our last uh, couple episodes. But um, I talk a lot about the younger people um, being vocal and, and the, the involvement that the younger people have. But something else that I want to do, and I'm kind of, you know, maybe like a, a bridge for this, but I really like to encourage like the younger generation to talk to the older generation. Mm -hmm. And see, so me, I'm like a, a Generation X, and I know everybody kind of looks at us with a, a weird gray kind of, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, we're 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 morbid and, and we're just like that, you know. But whatever. But um, it's it's really important because I do talk to the younger people and I do talk to the older people, um, and I learn a lot from both. Mm -hmm. So I just always want to encourage that, and um, I, I can guarantee you it'll be a lot of change once that really starts to happen. Now, say word. Um, yeah, it'll say be a, it'll be a lot of change. And I just, you know, really want people to be open to that because you got to kind of know what happened before and then you have to kind of be accepting of what's going on now. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as a younger person, I just ask, you know, and, and offer that advice, you know, just embrace your elders and learn from them. They're beautiful people. And um, once you start talking to them, I think they have an appreciation for y'all, too. And, and a lot of things will change and will happen. Yeah, yeah. I really want to get back out there and like meet more elders because I don't know. I feel like our circles don't always meet together. Right, right. And there needs to be more spaces for that to happen mm -hmm. to open a conversation. Absolutely. Word. Absolutely. There's a group called the Jerry Palmer Group, which is ran um, by one of. I'm also on a um, LGBT Greek lettered organization, Alpha Psi Kappa Fraternity Incorporated. Recently just became the Supreme President, actually. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> nice. I know, right? It feels weird to say that, but. Um, so we're a um, supreme president. Supreme president, <laughs> not just yeah. like a regular president. No, I'm supreme. Supreme. Like a little authority, yeah. right? Like supreme that's president. the authority of authority. <laughs> no, but it, it's a great. It's um, it's for dominant lesbians or masculine and center lesbians is, is what you know we're really referred to now, and we're five hundred one c three. Been around um, since two thousand two, um, and we're national. Like that's we're you know we have members all over the country, but um. One of the other founders of the Jerry Palmer Group is actually in my organization. That's where I was going with that. Right, right. Um, and Dr. Kofi is an elder. Um, she's one of the founders of the Ruth Ellis Center. Mm. And then um, one of the members of my organization is, is you know, younger. So that's something um, where I know those conversations are kind of happening. But you're absolutely correct in where there needs to be more space created to allow that to happen. But I think... You, you're in a position to, to be able to, you know, make that happen. Um, if it's anything I can do to help facilitate that or, you know, maybe, you know, work with you on that project, I, I would love to because that I just think awesome. I think it's just really important and, and, you know, all of that. Yeah, and stay in, um, and definitely stay in touch with the show because we be oh, interested yeah. in seeing, like, what direction you go, where you, yeah. where you take your uh, activism. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. So, what are you majoring in? Uh, I'm actually switching to public health. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's important. Yeah. Definitely. Awesome sauce. Well, 
I love the youngsters. I do. I'm 41, so that's why I say youngsters. I just, I, you I don't love look it. it. Thank you. That's that's great. <laughs> <laughs> work, work. No, but no, but but I, I really enjoy it. You know, I talk about it all the time. Like I'm, I'm excited to see what you all do, and I just want to tell you, um, best of luck to you and all your endeavors and everything, and, and keep up the good work. All right. Thanks. You too. Thank you. Bye. All right. So we're back here, and we have Aaliyah and Kwan. Mr. Let's Talk About It is with us, too, and they're presenting here today. Um, can you all tell us just a little bit about who you are and, and what you're presenting about today? Um, I'm K1, Mr. Let's Talk About It. Um, I'm a community outreach specialist, and of course, I have my own show called the Let's Talk About It Show. Today, our presentation is called The Truths They Tell and the Secrets We Keep. Um, we're going to be speaking about double minorities and what that looks like. Um, this is an LGBTQ event, so we went out and interviewed all of the LGBT, we have a, um, a lesbian, we have a trans man, we have a trans woman, we have a gay man, and we're gonna be talking about some of the issues that they face. Okay. Okay, for those that might not be familiar with the concept of a double minority, could you just explain that real quick for me? Um, a double minority. Oh, and introduce yourself oh, as well, I'm by sorry. the way. My, um, my name's Aaliyah right. Onawola, and I uh, work at Unified HIV Health and Beyond here in Detroit. Um, I am the Michigan HIV STD hotline coordinator as well as the volunteer coordinator. All right, wow. all right. And um, to go back to your question, um, what is a durable minority, but that's a, a, a group within a subgroup of people who, um, Kind of like black people are already a minority, and yeah, then if you're, how can I? so if you're if you're black, you're already a minority, right. and if you're black and gay, that's a you're double dumb. minority because right. right. you have two things that's going against you right. already okay. in society. All right. So we wanted to tap into that and give people a look, an outlook on what that is and what okay. that what that life is like. And, Again, like I said, the issues that they face, being a double minority, because you have two things against you. So this goes into family, your everyday life. Okay. Mm -hmm. So so what your discussion is about today is not just about work, but just period across the board and, and the, the, the effects that it has on people. Yeah. Um, okay. We, a, a lot of people, um, we kind of, I hate to say it, but it kind of gets a little redundant just talking about HIV and STDs and mm -hmm. why the epidemic is... Um, uh, impacting um, the minority group, you know? Right. So we really wanted to look at um, some of the obstacles and life experiences that has um, led people down certain paths to end up in situations. Mm -hmm. And we really want to give a holistic perspective um, on what people have to deal with on their uh, on, on a daily basis from from both sides, you know, um, from people of their own ethnic racial community and on the side of um, being a minority um, um, in the LGBTQ plus community. Um, I think it's a really unique experience. And even within those experiences, there are or more challenges mm -hmm. that people, like personal challenges that people yeah. face. Um, yeah. So I, I think that going out in the community and um, hearing from people um, will bring an organic discussion um, 
for people to be able to take away some kind of um, method or practice or self-care um, to, to help them make it through their own you know, everyday situations. That's great. And I want to um, go into our title. Aaliyah is a genius. Mm-hmm. I just want to say that she's a genius. And um, the reason why we named it The Truths They Tell and The Secrets We Keep because, okay, so I work in the HIV field. So the first thing they want to say is, okay, so we know that gay men are heavily populated with HIV. That's the statistics. That's one piece of paper. That's what we know. But right. can we get to why right. these numbers are so high? What is the, what is the life life of a gay man? It, did he get thrown out? Did he get thrown out from the church? Is he homeless? Is he on drugs? These are the type of things that we need to talk about. So that's why we named our title, The Truths They Tell. You see this on a piece of paper, so, oh, here's HIV. But can we go deeper? Can we talk about what this life is like to lead you to HIV? You know, self-care. These are one of the things. You know, you meet a guy. He tells you he loves you. You guys are having unprotected sex. This is mm-hmm. the only love that you know because your family has totally disowned you. Right. These are the stories that aren't told. Right. Hence it's the secrets we keep. The secrets that we keep. Can we talk? I can so dig it. So this is why we wanted to go a little bit deeper than just HIV because it's, it's more than that. And we wanted Absolutely. to kind of unravel that. And, and, and usually those are the things that are left out. So even in the documentary that we're doing today. where a documentary? Yeah, my documentary. It's called Woman. Nobody told us. That. I, the, I've, I've been getting out a lot. I've kind of actually gotten cussed out by a couple of my friends who yeah, I just yeah, you can't be holding stuff so close to the chest like that. I mean, you we gotta... just try to make it happen, and I don't even think about it that way. But <laughs> it's 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 um from the perspective of masculine and center lesbians, and it's just talking about kind of the same things that you all are talking about in that. So I, I really hope whoever sees. Ours sees yours because then you're also adding the holistic, you know, perspective to it as well, mm-hmm. and and maybe offering some remedies or some suggestions about how we can change what's mm-hmm. happening. I want to say having these discussions is where it starts. Absolutely, we haven't been able to have these before, you um, talk about it. especially on the platforms that we have. I say all the time, we're blessed. God's given us these platforms, and we're doing amazing things with it. So I'm just excited to see the changes that are going to come just from the conversations that we're having, creating changes coming here. This is here, and I think it's a real pivotal time right now for Detroit to be in the midst of all of this stuff. And, um, you know, you and I are also on the advisory board where I tell people all the time, like as far as LGBT stuff, like Detroit is pretty progressive as opposed to other places. But it's really amazing, and it's people like you. I wanted to say congratulations to you. I've seen you on the cover of In Between the Lines. And thank you. I've seen you and the ladies, and I, I love what you're doing. Thank you. Thank it's you. It's really good, and it's for good sure. to hear these stories, because I don't really hear, me personally as being a gay man, we don't really hear from our lesbians, and I don't think that we are connected is the mm-hmm. way we should. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the LGBT community, with us having so many, well, not so many letters, but we do got some new letters. <laughs> but um, it's so all of these letters. <laughs> Um, it's all of these letters, but what I learned from in this group, um, well, from this video that we are going to present today, this is why I say she's a genius. I normally, when I interview people, I talk, and I'm in a video, and she had this idea, like, okay, well, you should, you should let them talk. And so as I watched the video, every single person in this LGBT, I asked them all the same question. We asked them all three questions. Mm-hmm. Everyone had totally different answers. Yes. And the reason that we... Because we, first, we were going to focus just on black men. And I was like, what about everybody else? Because I feel like, especially when we have topics surrounded by HIV, it's, it always is led by 
black men, which is right. important. But let's let's hear from some other people and their other experiences. That's why I wanted to to interview uh, lesbian women, trans mm-hmm. women, because we really need to hear what they go through as well and how gender roles and mm, perceptions um, impact people's views on how people should be and should not be. And so um, it's really important to to also hear from the from women. Well, I want to thank you, too, because uh, you were an ally. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, thank you for even, you know, finding this, you know, important enough to talk to. And that's another thing people need to start doing. Just because it doesn't directly affect you doesn't mean that it's not important to you. Word. We had a discussion when Nkenge was on our show, and that was one of the points that I made. Remember I said yeah, yeah. everybody's so firm on my trauma, my trauma, my trauma, that we don't take the time to have discussions with everybody else. Yeah. So masculine and lesbians, you know, lesbians talk, but we don't want to talk to the bisexual people. Or we don't talk to the men, or and that's ridiculous. Because as a group, there's a collective trauma that's going on. Absolutely, and that needs to be communicated. But as nothing's well. nothing is going to change until I can sit down and actually listen, like listen to what you're saying, take it in, and offer support to that, and then those type of exchanges happen. Right. So I appreciate y'all for what y'all are doing. I think it's very important, and it's just a great it's a great time for us to be doing the stuff that we're doing. And also, there's another thing that we do on a monthly basis. We have these conversations. We have different co- topics. It's uh, our Status Sexy Outreach Group. And um, what we do is we try to bring a diverse group of people together, straight, mm-hmm. bisexual. And, and we and we have um, set topics. And we, you know, we, we ask questions. We're honest, um, sometimes a little too honest, but... Um, no such thing. Um, hey, we talk about wrong sex, with we talk about yeah. family, we, we talk about everything, and I think that's the only way uh, for us all to learn about each other, because one thing I took away from those discussions is mm-hmm. there's a lot of... Similarities. Uh, similarities, and also there's a lot of... Um, um, I don't want to say conflict, but there's a lot of misconceptions even within uh, the LGBTQ plus community. So yes. it's really important to to have these discussions and as a a person who identifies as straight mm-hmm. now that I have that knowledge when I hear other people who aren't a part of the community say things that mm-hmm. that just don't make sense ignorant mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. um I I'm able to check them and yeah. educate them yeah I feel myself yeah. obliged to do the same yeah. thing a lot of the time as well I just said this okay. earlier I said that the heterosexual people have clumped us together and then they're totally shocked when they realize, oh, my God, y'all are not the same. No, we're not. Our experiences may not be the same. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of differences. So just I mean, because I'm not heterosexual doesn't mean that I'm like everybody else who isn't heterosexual. First and everybody's foremost, just shocked. First and foremost, we are all at our core individuals. Absolutely. So our experiences, regardless of what our similarities are, are going to be different just by default. So, you know. And for me, it's to me, I you know being in the scene, I see a lot of segregation within these letters, and I would like for the community to stand together more. You know, they put us together with these these letters, and they show us together LGBTQ community. But in the community, honestly, we're not really together. We're not really unified. The girls go their way, the boys go their way, the trans girls go their way, and we all face different issues. And I don't know if that's one of the reasons that we're so segregated, but we're segregated within our own community. And until we get some unity there, then I think then we could face a lot of 
um, more bigger issues together, it'd be a lot easier to do. But you know, you and I, um, we know a lot of the same people, and 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 mm-hmm. in our circle is a lot of serious activists, <laughs> and and a lot of people talk to us individually. And I think that what is what is happening now is that we are in a position to maybe start to create those conversations. Yes, absolutely. So, that's what I want to do. So you know, do. that's I think you know God done put that responsibility on us a little bit, I guess, as we talk about it. But we didn't have, and this is what I tell people when we talk about it in a documentary, like for us, even like the Masculine Center lesbians, I'm like, hey, you got to realize we didn't have role models. Like we're the first group of people that you actually see out doing what we do unapologetically just out here. But what did we have? You know, so think about it. Like right now, we're the ones who are the most visible and that's because of social media. That's because of the rights that we've you know been able to have and all of that kind of stuff. So, just as those before us kind of you know went through what they had to go through to make it so that we're comfortable to do what we're doing now, we kind of owe the, the ones that's coming after us to kind of set the tone and a, and a, uh, a platform for them as well. I absolutely agree with you. I like that. I Be like the that example. Be the example. I'm trying to. Yeah. You know, we all look crazy though, but. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You have to let loose sometimes. <laughs> so, yeah, you guys. If you don't, since this is a podcast, so you guys are not going to be able to see this, but you are going to be able to see this. I have a treat for you guys. Okay. We're going to post this on our YouTubes. It'll be awesome. on the Let's Talk About It show page. Mm-hmm. So, make sure you guys subscribe. You guys can see the, the video that we put together, the truths that they tell, and the secrets that we keep. I want everyone to see this. Everyone should see this. Okay, yeah. So, why don't you, uh, this would be a really good time, actually, to give out your social media. So Yeah, give yeah. out all your social stuff. Hold on. Okay, so make sure y'all make sure y'all follow me on Facebook, the Let's Talk About It Show. Mm-hmm. Um, my personal Facebook is K Wan Hill, and my Instagram is Mister underscore Let's Talk About It. Awesome sauce. All right. I do not have social media, but no? okay. I'm a dinosaur. Um, <laughs> I can be um, contacted at Unified. Um, I'm the volunteer coordinator, so we have plenty of volunteer opportunities if people want to get out in the community and do some outreach and. Um, awesome. Make make the world a better place. Yeah. I've always loved y'all status sexy events. Like, when are you all having more? Um, you know, some upcoming stuff. Our next our next monthly. group is going to. We have a monthly group every month. We're going to have. We okay. always have a um, group. Is it always in the same location? Um, no. We normally do Airbnbs and we do bed talks. So okay. we do our um. No, I'm sorry. It's called pillow talks. Okay. We're going to get some pillows made, so y'all watch out for those. Okay. But, um, we have different conversations, and so we normally get an Airbnb, and we like to make it very, very, very sexy. Okay. Very, That's very dope. Intimate, That's dope. Comfortable, feel comfortable. So yeah. how can people find out, like, when and where on these things? Like, um, Go to our... St- oh, of course. Go to... Uh, Status Sexy has an Instagram as well. It's called Status Sexy. And okay. also on Facebook, Status Sexy. We always post what we're doing. So you guys can um, just check us out. The next event will definitely be in October. Okay. We're, awesome um, sauce. Having, uh, you, we're going to be talking about you equals you, because a lot of people don't know what that is yet. We're trying to push that. Um, mm-hmm. Undetectable, untransmittable. We're not going to get deep in that, but you guys just wait for that. Well, good good work that y'all doing. Please keep it up. Please keep, you know, doing it the way that you're doing it. And and we just got to open these conversations up. So thank you so much. Thank you guys for having us. All right. So we want to thank everybody that we talked to today. And and thanks again to Queering Racial Justice Conference and Wayne State University. And, of course, Creating Change for allowing us to be here today. I want to thank everybody who stopped by and chatted with us. That's what's up. And the National LGBTQ Task, Task Force. Force. Yes. Yeah. 
So we had a really good day. Be and, proud. Uh, be you. Absolutely. Had a really good day. Looking forward to um, the rest of the um, the conference and, of course, lunch. One yeah. of my favorite parts. Uh, and I heard they uh, got sweet magnolias so to cater sweet magnolias. this joint. No, that's right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. So we're going to get out of here, but check us out on Stitcher and iTunes, iTunes and, and Spotify. Spotify and Google and Play. Google Play. Google Play, yeah. all four. Anywhere you get podcasts, you can find us. So. <laughs> all of us, yeah. So... Check us out. Make sure you like our Facebook page. Absolutely share it. And we look forward to talking to you next time. That's what's up. So on behalf of Sharon here and Nicole, who could not be with us today, we bid you adieu. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. You're listening to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network.